Hello, hello. Welcome to Georgia STEM podcast. Let me introduce you to today's new guest, Samuel Huaipuchen from Taiwan. Well, he developed an electrically powered tag that runs on the power provided by a fish swimming. And with his project at Intelisive this year, he won second grand award in the category of engineering mechanics. Today, we're going to discover the fascinating topic of how exactly you can harvest kinetic energy from fish. He is passionate about marine life, goes diving and fishing almost every day, and Samuel recently attended the Student Conservation Leadership Summit at the University of California San Diego campus. So let's just drop here a fish pun. It's gonna be so worth to tune into. So hi Samuel, welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Samuel. Yes, and he's also the first person calling from Asia, so I'm really excited to have this conversation and, well, dive deep into the topic, literally. So, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm glad you're excited to be in the podcast. I think your topic is so interesting and outstanding, so I'm just really interested in where did the inspiration derive from to start working on this project? I live in Taiwan, and which is surrounded by ocean, especially in my house. is very, very close to the sea. Just walk for five minutes from my, from my home, and then you can get to the beach. I almost go fishing and dive every day. And with these experiments, I understand the oceanography knowledge naturally. And until one day, when I was diving, I saw the yellowfin tuna swimming in the ocean. And they swam really, really fast. So at that time, I came up with the crazy idea is that, why don't I harvest this fish kinetic energy? Yeah, so that is my inspiration of this project. That's so cool. So being near the ocean is part of your lifestyle. And one day that idea of you harvesting kinetic energy from fish popped out of your head and it's made into it's such a large international competition. So that's amazing. I'm interested in the process. How exactly can you get energy from the movement of fish? I developed a fish energy harvester which use piezoelectricity to harvest the energy. Do you know piezoelectricity? I've heard about it in my physics class. You put some pressure on a solid material, right? right? Okay. Right, you are right. It's a material. And when you bend it or uh, when you vibrate it, uh, it will produce energy. Yes. So I developed a piezoelectric energy harvester. And after I attach the system to the bags of fish, when the fish swings, the cross flow over the bluff body will produce vortex and differential pressure, mm-hmm. and which will bend and vibrate the piezoelectric plate. Then that will in turn of create electrical energy, and then I will store this energy in the capacitor to use. Oh, I see. How did you start? First you uh, created it and then attached that on live fish? Or did you first do the programming and a computing analysis? How did it work in your experiments? Yes, that's a good question. Uh, I do this project for one year and a half. That's a very long time. Yes. So, uh, you know, I can't attach the system to the real fish at the beginning because a real fish is really expensive for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> that's really, really expensive. 
really, really expensive. Yeah. So uh, first time I learned the computer simulation from a National Taiwan University, and I used the software called uh, Ansys, A N S Y S, to optimize the shape of my fish energy harvester and to analyze how how the flow react to the to my piezoelectricity. After the computer simulation, I conduct a huge fluid uh, experiments in a 20 meters recirculating flume. I use this flow rate to simulate the swimming motion of fish. And I analyze a very important question is that how fast the fish swimming speed is and how much power I can generate from the system. Was it the part where you used the Venturi tube? Yeah, uh, I used the Venturi tube because the flow rate in the recirculating flume is really small. It's really slow at yes. the beginning. The flow rate can just reach to 0.6 meter per second. No fish swim really slow like that. So I used the Venturi tube to pick up speed for 5 meters per second. And you, that's how you achieve to simulate the movement of fish in your experimental settings to produce good results. On what species of fish did you test your design in real life? Because I know you've also done that. Yes, yes. Finally, I went to a fish farm. Actually, the fish farm is really hard to uh, to find because uh, uh, I need to buy a fish. And this fish has to be big enough and the fish has to be very cheap and yeah it can offer me uh, finally i went to a fish farm in taiwan i put a fish energy harvester to a one meter long fish the fish species is a pure potato fish do you know that no it's a freshwater fish okay pure potato fish and the result was really amazing and interesting for me what kind of results did it produce can you give us some numerical data i can generate 18 microwatt 18 microwatt per second uh, from the pure potato fish so that's a lot compared to the tag that they use to track the movement of fish and other marine animals yes yes it is better wow it's no wonder that you've been awarded i guess it has a cost of creating your design how yeah. much is that okay so uh, the cost of uh of develop of developing the tag is uh is very cheap Comparing with the current fish tag, the current fish tag uh, costs six thousand US dollar. Wow! One tag, one fish tag. Yeah, the battery fish tag. But my new fish energy harvester just cost three hundred US dollar. That's like a huge yeah, difference. So really cheap. Uh, in the future, scientists can can use my tag. It's because it's very cheap. They can use for a long time. Absolutely. It also helps to generate a better understanding in oceanography. How do you envision the project develop in the future? What are your hopes with it? Actually, I want to build an underwater internet of things by using this fish as the marine detection system. Mm. Uh, why do I say that? Because actually, this fish energy I generate is not for human use. It's for some sensors use. So uh, we can put like the pH sensor, temperature sensor, or whatever sensor you want in the system. 
and they will they will be powered by the fish energy, and then this sensor can record the environment data at fixed time. Send this data uh, by acoustic to our computer, so uh, we can monitor the oceanography in real timing. That's amazing. So you can gather data from the movements to your computer at real time and um, gather all the information also at a low cost. Right, right. So that will help the scientists so much and it will totally change the way human beings explore the ocean. Uh, because nowadays, you know, uh, the scientists just use the research boat or a submarine to uh, explore and research, collect the data from from the sea. Uh, but I use my beloved fish. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool that you work for the advancement of science and at the same time you are rekindling and following that scientific passion of yours. You love the yes. ocean and everything related to it, but it also helps to get to know more about marine life. Congratulations for achieving yeah. such a nice award yeah. at the international competition at ISAF. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you share us about your ISAF experience and what were some of your favorite moments of the week? Okay, sure. Uh, about the ISAF Intel Science Fair, uh, it was an experience that I will never forget. Because uh, when I was young, my dream is just to go to attend the Intel Science Fair by doing a fish project <laughs> and stand on the biggest stage. And that's, everyone knows uh, who I am. I'm the fishman. <laughs> yes. For me, ISAF is a platform that connects all the excellent person from all over the world, all over the categories. Uh, in that week, I met so many finalists from different categories, uh, different places. They all have very special background, skills, and story. And I still connect with them now. So ISAF is not just the biggest science fair, not the biggest com competition in the world, but also a platform that connect all the excellent person from over the world, over the category. So you enjoyed connecting with the students in your category and beyond too, you know, sharing ideas and getting to know each other. That is really like uh, your stand podcast. Yeah, something like that. Connect all the uh, people from, connect all the finalists from the ISAP and uh, we can share our idea and we can cooperate we may cooperate in the future. Yes, and collaborate. Exactly. Um, Title yourself the Fishman. Um, what was your initial feeling when they called out your name um, on the stage? <laughs> I will be uh, really excited because, you know, uh, my life is full of fish and marine. And actually, uh, why, I, why I go to ICF because uh, the fish helped me. <laughs> yes, um, it gave you wings to fly and you flew all the way to Arizona, so, um, but... Right, and, right, yeah. and, uh, in May, I, when, I, when I went to the ISAP, I also brought a, a fish model, one meters long fish model. Oh, really? Fish model. 
to ICF. Yeah. So and everyone was amazed by what. Yeah, everyone was amazed by my fish model too. Wow! Did you carry it on the airplane or did you put it in a suitcase? I, I carry young. That's so cool. So that's how you explained the morphology of the fish. Yes. To uh, to explain the principle of harvesting energy. So you also use that on your judging date? Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And how was your judging day experience? I really like the judging days because uh, the judge is very friendly uh, than Taiwan's judge. You know, the American judge uh, always asks the question like something like, uh, why do you do this project? And what is your contribution in this project? And uh, what is the difficult thing you you met in, in your uh, project? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I very like this uh, open open answer question. Oh, I, really I see. They let you answer it the way and following the structure you wanted to give the explanation to. Yes. And you could share about your passion. So tell what you wanted to. That's cool. Right, right, right. We've been talking a lot about ocean. I want to ask you that when did you first become interested in oceanography and the ocean itself? Because uh, my hometown is really nearby the ocean. So my uncle go fishing with me when I was at the age of seven. And that was the first time I really touched the feeling of ocean. And I love it so much at that <laughs> moment. I didn't want to leave that beach, actually. So uh, after that time, I almost going fishing and dive every day by myself. And with this experiment, I really understand the oceanography knowledge naturally. Yeah, so uh, that's why uh, I become really interested in oceanography and the ocean itself. That's so fascinating to hear. You know, a lot of people I do podcasts with and I ask them how did they become interested in that field, they refer to their childhood because that was the first time when they were exposed to that particular field. And for you, it was when you were seven years old and you went to the beach and started fishing. Which was the biggest fish you've uh, ever caught on your hook? Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it's the one... One meters long yellowfin tuna fish. Wow, that must have been really heavy. Yes, yes. One meters long fish is uh, very big in Taiwan because uh, Taiwan's fish always not big. So uh, one meters long fish is very, very big in Taiwan. I see. Of course, not just in Taiwan, but in like global measures as well. That's amazing that you do it. Yeah. I want to ask its name on your Instagram, a little blue fish that you were oh, holding in your palms. Which was that one? The, the blue fish's name is a uh, damsel fish, also oh. called gar. That is really common in Taiwan. Actually, uh, these fish uh, live in coral reefs, so they have beautiful color on their skin. Yes, they are so shiny and illuminous. What an amazing opportunity that you can go discover the coral reef and that you live a few minutes away from it. You recently got back home from California. Could you share about the conference you attended at UC San Diego? Okay, sure. I went to the Scripps Institution of Oceanography in UC San Diego last week. And the Scripps is the top one institution that study about the oceanography in the world. 
So、uh, you know, that is my dream place. I really want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's great. It's really amazing to me. They have、uh, seals and they have sea lions. They have so many fish and they have so many animals. I I haven't seen in Taiwan. Yeah, I'm really excited. And、uh, I talked with so many fish professors there,、uh, discuss about if there is any chance to apply my、uh, fish energy harvester project to their need.、Uh, their need is to、uh, tag the fish, understand the migration path of fish, or understand the life of fish. Yeah. So actually, I really want to cooperate with them. With my project, were they interested in hearing more about your design?、Uh, I have talked with over ten professors, and three professor,、uh, three of the professors are really interested about、uh, my project, and we are still connecting. Uh, by Gmail. Ah,、oh, what an amazing opportunity that you could connect with those professionals and further your project and collaborate with them. That's really cool to hear. Yes, yes. About this chance to go to the、uh, UCSD, this is kind of because I I went to the ICF. This experiments helps me to to get there、mm. for free. Yes, absolutely. It、uh, opened the gateway or the door for you to go there, and I saw your pictures of、uh, visiting the laboratories where they had experiments with、uh, the fish in a tank. What was like one outstanding experiment they do there? Can you share about that? We, we saw many labs of the institution.、Uh, one of my favorite lab is their fish farm, indoor、oh. fish farm. In the fish farm, they raise so many kinds of fish. And one of my favorite fish there is、uh, shrimps. Shrimps, okay. They raise the shrimps to do、uh, experience about、uh, how the global climate change、uh, affects the shrimp lives.、Uh, so、uh, they put so many tanks. Every tank contains a shrimps. They will control the different temperature to simulate the global climate change reaction.、Uh, in every tank, they will see.、Uh, How the shrimps live and how the shrimps react to different temperature. So、uh, I mean, that is a really meaningful project to me and to over the world to see the global how the global climate change change our lives and change change our shrimps lives. That's amazing because it's connected to ecology and the conservation of marine life, and just as you said,、yes. it has a global impact. Something that affects the lives of all of us. What a wonderful opportunity to you know see those experiments and get to know more about the work they conduct there. Yes, yes,、It、was a very amazing experience. In the commercial break, here's a STEM shout out to a special event coming up: Save the Date Signature Alumni. And friends event organized by the Society for Science and the Public. It brings together society alumni who are noted innovators, researchers, and entrepreneurs tackling the world's most intractable problems. It's gonna be this year on the 19th of October, starting from 2:30 p.m., and it will be taking place at the Stanford Faculty Club in Stanford, California. You can register today at the Society for Science Alumni Network.
And now back to the conversation with Samuel. Yeah, another crucial part I wanted to touch on is that how do you view the importance of volunteering and, and reaching out to others? Uh, that is absolutely important. Uh, when we have succeed, we have to re reaching out to help others. It's gonna like the speaking in Mandarin. The Mandarin means uh, And I'm doing this right now. I help our Taiwan students who want to go to do a good project, but without good resource and good training. So uh, I share with my experience in ISAF with them and teach them how to be a successor uh, in Satisfare. That's amazing. What tips do you give them? What is one thing you want them to know about entering a international competition, let it be ISAF, or you know, presenting their project? I told them um, that our Taiwanese have to change our thinking about the science. Because uh, in Taiwan, uh, our students very care about uh, every data, every details about uh, our experience. But they, they will easily ignore about uh, their motivation. So that they are, you know, too focused on the details and they miss the big picture? Yes, yes. Their uh, contribution. They, they will ignore about the contribution and application of their project. So I, I told them uh, three things they, they have to think in every moment and when they do the project is that uh, your motivation and your contribution and uh, and the difficult thing you you met in the in your project and because that is really important and when you know these three things you will not easily ignore about the big picture about your project i see so so you are encouraging them to hold on to their motivation, to carry on and be perseverant in conducting research. So that should be like the force that keeps them moving and just keeps swimming. <laughs> right, right. That is for Taiwanese. I think that is not suitable uh, to talk for the Americans <laughs> because Americans always, always do the three things just for Taiwanese, Asians finally. Yes, it's really interesting that you brought it up because I think that the environment we grow up in has its advantages and disadvantages when it comes to conducting research. There are aspects that are more strongly communicated, but it's great that you encourage them to expand their horizon to implement new ways of thinking into how they do their research project. I think that is really important to, to teach them and to uh, to share uh, this thinking yes and you also reach out to others but now i'm curious to ask it's like the if question so given the choice of anyone yes. in the world whom would you want as a dinner guest and why oh i think uh, it's Elon musk <laughs> the ceo of spacex and tesla and everyone called him uh, iron man because he can always achieve his goal in short in a short time and it seems uh, there's no challenge to him. <laughs> what do you think? What is his secret to being an Iron Man? This is why I, I want to have dinner with, with them. I want to know the secret how, how to be an Iron Man. 
and how to become a real leader like him, and how to uh, how to do his time management skill. Because uh, everyone just have twenty four hours a day, but uh, but he can do he can do lots of things than than I do. So I I want to have dinner with with him. It would be really interesting to hear about his sleep schedule and how many goals he can accomplish in one day. I think you are actually the second one who mentioned Elon Musk and having dinner with him in the first podcast episode with really? yeah with critic. He also said that he would like to have dinner with Elon Musk. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk is really famous in the world. He he's an engineer and he's also. A businessman, yeah. It's very outstanding. Now that you, both of you have mentioned his name, we should really get to have you to have a dinner with him in the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How I can achieve this uh, goal is to earn the money. <laughs> Have enough money, I can have a dinner. Or I think you would be more glad if you served him some of your fish specialties. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sky is endless, and there is a chance of you getting that dinner with him. So, what is a scientific fact that amazes you every time you think of it? Oh,、uh, I think it is how the aircraft fly just with two turbines. I think the aircraft is so big and heavy, but、uh, use the lifting force produced、uh, from the air forward. Can allows the aircraft up and down with ease. Yes, absolutely. How it can carry the weight of so many people sitting on a flight, and it still reaches eleven、uh, thousand meters up and high, and does its work efficiently. Yes, yes. Why、uh, has this feeling? Because uh, uh, yesterday I, I just I just take a flight. You know, yes, from San Diego to Taiwan. So I have the strong feeling. And do you enjoy flying? Sure, sure. I see a movie, very, very great movie. It's called、uh, A Star Is Born. Have you seen it before? A Star Is Born. I'm not sure. Can you give more details about it? Uh, the female role is uh the Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, I know, but Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Star Is Born. Uh, is uh describing about uh. The Lady Gaga's life at the, at the beginning, the Lady Gaga actually is not、uh, succeed at all because、uh, people think she's ugly, so she has no confidence until、uh, she made a a man.、Uh, until she she made a very great singer. The singer helped her to、uh, to stand on the stage and、uh, begin his first of the of the perform. And、uh, after the perform, he he success because、uh, she sing very well, and everyone everyone notice him. So、uh, over the time, she success finally.、Uh, the man doesn't success. The the man fall in the final of the film.、Uh, of the film, it's really sad because the the man、uh, finally died. Oh, I I haven't seen that movie.、It、sounds like a heartbreaking story to hear that he was the one who encouraged her to become a professional singer, and that he had such a sad fate in the end. Quite a man was was dying because actually、uh, the Lady Gaga married the man 
at the middle of the film. But because the Lady Gaga is too great, uh, finally, so uh, was uh, punished uh, was was punished by uh, by the audience. And uh, the pressure is too big to to the man. So finally, the man uh, uh, killed himself. Oh, he couldn't take it anymore. Yes, you should take a look. That's really, I think, very good film. Yeah, thank you for recommending. Glad to hear all the news film recommendations. I guess you are interested in the world of films. Do you have a favorite one? Yeah, uh, The Phantom of the Opera. Do you know that? Yes, I know that. There are all sad film very awesome in in a film uh yeah i really love the opera so since you mentioned singing do you sing yourself or you just enjoy listening to it sometimes i will sing but uh most of the time i just listen to the song i am in the same situation you know the only place i sing is the bathroom and that's all (laughs) yeah sometimes i was i was singing in the bathroom (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our stage. <laughs> I'm taking a bath. <laughs> I know that you go swimming and diving every day. Uh, that's how you unwind and spend your free time. Yes, uh, when when I have pressure uh, from the homework or from the examination, uh, I will go in fishing and dive uh, after the class. So that I will be very relaxed from the nature because yeah. I, I very love the nature. Yes, and and I think that it can teach us so many things. It's just amazing to venture out to nature and observe its life. So that's how it eventually started your project, how you observe the movement of fish. So I think that nature can be one of the greatest teachers and masters. Uh, My final goal in life is uh, just to do the happy thing I love. I want to buy an island. I want to buy an island in New Zealand. Oh, really? <laughs> with my family. Yeah, and going fishing and dive every day when I was old. Why uh, exactly New Zealand? Oh, because uh, when, I, when I saw the National Geography introduced about every country, I love the New Zealand the most because um, they have the, the most great scenery and uh, great environment. They have lots of fish. Yes, and beautiful green pastures, a lot of sheep. I think to me, when I think about New Zealand, it represents a very calm and peaceful way of living. Yes, yes, yeah, that's what New Zealand is, yes. I really love the place. Okay, so let's just imagine you have the island, you have the ocean surrounding the island. What would you have? Would you give like any additional features? To your island? Maybe we will have a, a big house and a, a big aquarium, a, a big aquarium in the, in the island. So uh, when, after I go fishing, I will catch lots of fish and I can put them in the aquarium. And the aquarium is, I mean, the house is surrounded by the aquarium. The modern houses you see, the glass window, and you can observe the fish moving in the tank while you oh, yeah, are yes, in your yes. living room? That's what you think about? Yes, yes. The, the house is inside the aquarium. Okay, so even when you are not in the ocean, you still are in some sort of way. <laughs> yes. 
It's a great idea. And now for the end, I prepared a little bit of a this or that game section. So you gotta choose either or. Okay, I, I, I haven't I haven't played the game before, so it's the first time. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so glad. The first one is gonna be singing or dancing. Dancing. Dancing, okay. Would you eat burger or pizza? Pizza. I love the Italian. What are your favorite toppings? My, my favorite is, uh, I think it's the seafood flavor of pizza. Seafood. Oh, I couldn't have guessed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy traveling by plane or boat more? Boat. Boat. Candy or cake? Cake. I don't like candy because candy is, is too sweet. <laughs> Yes, I, I feel you. You don't have a sweet tooth then. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question is, would you watch a comedy or a thriller? Thriller. This game is really common in, in, in another region. But uh, in Taiwan, this game is not common. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm glad I introduced you to it. <laughs> Thank you for, for introducing the, the game to me. <laughs> for sure. Question, I ask this from every guest on the podcast, uh, but it just really wraps up the meaning of science to us. So I already gave the question away, but still, what does science mean to you personally? Okay, uh, for me, science is a tool to solve the problem from other fields. And take my life for example. I do this fish energy harvester project. Actually, uh, I just want to solve the environment problem about uh, how to monitor our oceanography in uh, real time. Uh, so we have to use uh, the science and technology uh, to uh, to process and to to conduct these in experiments uh, to to do a fish energy harvester. So that's the harvester can apply to the real world to help, in, to help our environment field. Yeah, so science is a tool to yes. solve this problem. Absolutely, and that you could implement it as well to serve a greater and bigger purpose, making the life of scientists easier and to expand our understanding about ocean and the uh, ones that live inside of it, meaning the fish. I really enjoyed this conversation and thank you for coming on the podcast. I wish you the best in the future with your project and with your dream of building that uh, aquarium house in New Zealand too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I really enjoy the, the interview. Yeah, I think yeah, you are doing the right thing. You are doing a really, really right thing. Uh, you you connect all the people from over the from all over the world. So uh, I'm really excited uh, to to have a podcast. So so that uh, maybe someone can can cooperate with me in the future. Yeah, and, and I also can know uh, others, other people's story uh, from, the, from your podcast. That's, I think that's what's really important to know uh, other people after the ICF competition. Thank you so much for saying that and it really is the purpose of connecting you all and getting to know the person beyond the project board and I think that your project and your story is worth of sharing and I think it's uh, such a valuable episode to, to tune into and I'm sure the listeners will enjoy it too. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode and make sure to stay tuned for the next one.